Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the Waffle Free Storytelling Podcast. It's Tina Constant here, and we're all about waffle free storytelling. So, without delay, here's a story by me for you about a narrow escape. Now, this happened not so long ago in a small coastal village somewhere out west. In this village, growing up was celebrated. It was when someone was told that they were a valuable and useful part of the community, when someone could honestly contribute and make a mark. And so it was when your time came to grow up, you went gladly. Now, all his teenage years, Giacomo watched his friends being chosen. One minute they were playing with sticks and stones and wild imaginings, and the next they were told that it was their time to grow up and they were called to the cave. Michael, is what Giacomo's brother was told, it's time for you to grow up and become a man. Without thought, Michael dumped his banjo at the mouth of the cave and he ran in. He was that excited. Now, there was only one person in the village who wasn't happy about the growing up process. He was an old man who camped on the riverbank. He spent his days throwing a red ball at anyone who might catch it. Now, few people ever did. It was like he was trying to force a game for one into a game for two. Giacomo often watched the old man and felt sorry for him. The old man would wander around the riverbank, throwing his ball, telling people to remember who they were. It seemed to Giacomo that the old man was the only one who had forgotten. Many months passed, and Giacomo had fewer and fewer folks to play with. There came a point where it seemed every week one of his friends was growing up. Soon he had only one last friend and his sister, who, like many kids in the village, was desperate to grow up, so much so that she had disguised herself in her mother's clothes and tried to sneak into the cave, but she was always turned away. Finally, on a warm summer's day, Giacomo's very last friend was taken, leaving Giacomo alone with just his sister and the old man who bounced his silly red ball and grinned like a fool. I don't want to be that guy, said Giacomo to himself as he watched his friend go. For the rest of the day, with no one else to play with, Giacomo edged closer to the mouth of the cave. The entrance was dark. Giacomo could see the first few feet, then nothing except deep black. Giacomo's sister tugged his sleeve. I want to go in, she whispered. Giacomo shoved her away. No, you're not old enough. Go home. This isn't for you yet. The girl stamped her feet and started to argue, then gave up and ran away crying, saying that she was going to tell. Giacomo didn't care. He had lost all his friends to the cave. It had to be his turn. He glanced back at the old man who held up the red ball. Giacomo scowled and shook his head. The old man just shrugged and lay back in his hammock, throwing the ball against an old tree trunk plucking up every ounce of courage. Giacomo edged into the cave. 
dark as it was, as he stepped inside, his eyes adjusted. Noises from outside the cave suddenly seemed dim. All Giacomo heard was the old man on the riverbank yelling, Remember who you are! Giacomo ignored him and stepped deeper into the dark. Standing still for a moment, Giacomo's eyes finally settled and let him make out shapes. There was movement ahead of him. A person? Giacomo called out. The shape turned. You're early. An old woman hobbled towards Giacomo. She was stooped and fat, like weight from a hundred years had gathered around her soul and was pressing her into the earth. The woman gripped Giacomo's wrist. Since you're here, you might as well come in. She pulled him to the table where she had three stone cups. She held the first one up. One for your dreams, she croaked. Drink up. Giacomo stared at the woman. He couldn't be sure what it was, but there was something wrong with her. Something was off. Something was odd. Like a snake in the grass. She looked harmless enough. She just hadn't bitten him yet. Giacomo sniffed the liquid. Like rancid milk. He threw it into a corner and handed the empty cup back. The old woman gave him the next two cups. One for your thoughts, a cup for your dreams. Drink up, it'll do you good. Again, Giacomo tossed the liquid and handed the cups back to the old woman, who grinned a toothless grin, stepped back, and made a sweeping, wobbly gesture to show him where to go. Then she coughed and spat, set up another three stone cups, and filled them with a putrid liquid. Leaving the old woman behind, Giacomo felt his way down the long, narrow tunnel until he came to a door. He turned the handle and gave it a gentle shove. It opened into a dim cavern. The cavern was long and wide and deep. Inside the cavern were rows upon rows of hard wooden benches. On those benches were his friends and his family who had walked into the cave in the weeks and months before. Giacomo froze where he stood. Tall shadows moved between the people he had known all his life. Using long, sharp needles, the shadow pulled white, glowing liquid out of the people's throats. The liquid was put into a huge vat that filled the middle of the room. The shadows then dropped wriggling maggots into the vat and moved to the next row of people, all sitting rigid, still, and wide-eyed. Inside the vat, the little bugs ate the light out of the liquid, then dissolved, leaving a dark, rotten pulp behind. Giacomo ducked behind the door and pressed himself into a corner as the old woman hobbled in. She limped up to the vat, turned a tap, and filled three cups with a rotten fluid. One for your dreams, she chuckled, and turned to leave. The old woman was just about out of the cabin when she paused, looked back, scoured the room, then waved a shadow towards her. Giacomo should be here. I just sent him in. 
Where is Giacomo? The shadows gathered. They searched the room. They looked under the benches, up and down the rows, behind and around the vat, and finally into the dark corners where they found Giacomo. With nowhere to run, they pinned him down and forced his mouth open while the old woman poured the sticky liquid down his throat. It took less than a moment for a fog to fill Giacomo's mind. He fought to keep his thoughts in order, but they got lost, like the time he wandered into the great forest, and Giacomo squeezed his eyes shut and shook his head. The day in the forest, was it a forest? He wasn't sure anymore. He couldn't remember. With no power or ownership of his limbs, Giacomo had no choice but to let the shadows drag him to a bench. They sat him opposite his brother, the musician, the one who loved his banjo more than anything. Now he was trapped, terror in his eyes, unable to move. The shadows turned their backs on Giacomo as they drained liquid out of his brother. The fingers that used to play the banjo twitched and spasmed as life dripped out of him. His skin shrank. Eyes disappeared into his head, and his gums let go of his teeth. Giacomo watched as the final ounces of his brother's spirit was drained out of his body, until there was nothing left. Don't forget who you are, Giacomo tried to say. Then he paused. Where did he hear that? Giacomo struggled to recall his last memories, but all he could remember was walking into the cave and meeting the old woman. Focus on that, he whispered. He pulled as much of the memory back as he could. The old woman, the old man, don't forget who you are, that's what he always said. Brittle and numb, Giacomo watched as the shadows drifted between his friends and family. They stopped at his brother tilted his head back, and using a long spoon, scooped the rotting liquid out of the vat and fed it back into his body. They didn't stop until his brother was fat and slow. Job complete. The shadows pulled him to his feet and led him back out of the cave. Desperate to follow, Giacomo willed every fibre in his body to wake up he shivered and shook and finally stretched out and gripped the hand of the person next to him. The moment he did that, he remembered the first time he held his best friend's hand. It was a good memory. He squeezed until the person next to him flinched and looked his way. For a moment their eyes met. There was a spark of clarity. It was Giacomo's neighbour, just a few months older than him. Keeping hold of her hand, Giacomo forced himself off the bench and pulled her with him. She fell and lay still, refusing to move or to help herself. Giacomo tried to drag more people off the bench. They all just fell over and slumped on the ground. Seeing them all, Jacko remembered the day he found a sick deer in the woods. He had tried to drag it home, but it too had refused to help itself. Finally, he let go of the people on the bench and crawled between their feet. 
As he crawled, he remembered the time he slithered under the table stealing food for his favorite dog. That was also a good memory. Every inch Giacomo crawled, life slipped back into him. His memories grew sharper, his limbs grew stronger. He felt his way along the walls until he found the door. On the other side of the door, staying on his hands and knees, he crept through the mud and the muck over the rocks and the moss towards the old woman who was giving a cup to his sister. His sister, she was too young for this. Giacomo stood and ran to her. He grabbed her hand and threw the cup away. You don't want to grow up, he yelled. It is not what they say it is. The young girl stamped her feet. I do, she said. She jerked her hand out of his, drank the last two cups and ran down the tunnel. Giacomo tried to go after her, but he was blocked by the old woman. He turned to the mouth of the cave, but that escape was blocked too by his brother, dressed in leather, carrying a hoe, his precious banjo trampled underfoot, Giacomo's brother glared at him. It's time to grow up. Giacomo's other brothers, sisters, his parents and relatives gathered at the mouth of the cave. It's time to grow up, they chorused. Giacomo backed away, searching for a way out. There had to be a way out. Then, behind the growing crowd, the old man climbed out of his hammock. He bounced the red ball once, then twice. Giacomo, he called. Catch! The old man threw. The ball arched and curved and bounced against the mouth of the cave. Giacomo reached up and caught it. Throw it into the ground, the old man yelled. Giacomo threw the ball into the milling people. It bounced between their feet, then over their heads. They stared at it, then scrambled and tripped and slipped in an attempt to get it, but it kept slipping from their fingers. Giacomo leapt forward and caught the ball. He threw it back to the old man in a high, graceful curve. The people stared as it went right over their heads. Distracted as they were, Giacomo wove his way through the crowd towards the old man. The people searched for the ball. Then, much to Giacomo's surprise, they seemed to forget why they were there. And they went back to their houses, the fields, their chores and their existence. Giacomo watched them shuffle off. Now what? he asked the old man. The old man grinned. What you do with your life is up to you, he said. Whatever you do, you'll need one of these. The old man tossed the red ball at Giacomo, who bounced it twice, then threw it back. Any time someone tries to make you grow up, the old man said, throw them a curveball. They'll try to catch it. They'll miss. They'll get distracted enough to leave you be. But who knows? The old man tossed the ball back at Giacomo, who caught it and bounced it back. You might get lucky, the old man beamed. Maybe someone will catch it. Maybe they'll relax enough to remember who they really are. And so Giacomo joined the old man on the riverbank throwing red, bouncing curveballs at people, hoping they'll catch it, hoping they'll play, 
hoping they'll live their lives remembering who they really are and not becoming a shadow of what everyone expects them to be. And that's it from the Waffle Free Storytelling Podcast for this week. As always, if you want the waffle, then drop down to the show notes or head over to www.tinaconstant.com where you can say hi. So I'll see you next week for another weird and wacky Coffee Break adventure. Have a good one. Bye-bye.